Hi there, great to be able to connect with you again today. We are continuing our series from the Word of God on the topic or the theme of Embrace Growth. We started it last week and we're continuing it this week. We believe it's not a year to shrink back, it's a year for us to grow forward, a year for us to embrace growth, which is to accept something willingly and enthusiastically. You can read a portion from the Old Testament today. It's on Isaiah chapter 54, and it's only the first three verses, but it has something to say about growth. God is speaking through an Old Testament prophet to his people, and he says this, Shout for joy, O barren one. You who have borne no child, break forth into joyful shouting, and cry aloud, you who have not travailed. For the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married women, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations and will resettle the desolate settlers. It's a great word, and the Word of God is an incredible book still. It's more than a book. It's the living Word of God. It's still the best-selling book in the Bible, and it's so wonderful in the fact that it is something to say about the time it was written, but also for us today. And just the context of this is a time when God's people had been in captivity, in Babylonian captivity for about 70 years, and they come back, come back to Jerusalem, which was not in a good state, and they were not in a good place, so in a place of desolation, a place of restriction, a place which was difficult. And God here, through his word, speaks into the immediate context of his people back in Jerusalem. But also the word of God does not just have an immediate context, it is a broader context for us and for the future. Not just for the immediate here, God is speaking growth to the immediate people there, but he's also speaking growth into us. See, it comes on the back of Isaiah 53, which speaks of the sufferings of Jesus Christ and the cross and how he took our sins and our sorrows, and it ends along the lines of words that because of his experience as Jesus, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. He gives the purpose of Jesus' sacrifice, how it's for many to come to faith. And this morning, right up front, I want to encourage you, if you've never ex accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, that he died for your sins. The sufferings that we read, read about in Isaiah 53 were for you and for me. And because of his sufferings, we can come into that place of right relationship with God because Jesus took our punishment, our sins for us. And that's why Isaiah 54 comes in the back of a place of restriction and suffering, but speaking of a growth in the future of the church. God speaking to Israel here and to his people speaks of, but you're in a bad place. He likens them in figurative language to a woman, a 
that he's the man and they're the women and they're in a bad place of restriction and desolation, but he's speaking growth over them. But it's also linked to the fact that there's a growth coming, not just for God's people in the Old Testament, but for God's people for the rest of history. That's why Paul referred to this in Galatians 4, because he talks about though there was a time where there was not many followers of Christ, now we're in a place of growth and God's church is growing and followers of Jesus Christ have been added to every day in life. So here, the background basically is God speaking into a difficult situation, into desolation, into a small group of people and saying it's time for growth. But he's also speaking lessons for us today. There is stuff in here that we can learn along growth principles. And I believe and I desire and I'm believing for growth for us at New Life. I'm believing as a church we will grow. But I'm believing not just for us collectively to grow. I'm believing as individuals we can grow. And no matter how age, what age you are, no matter how long you've been following Jesus Christ, there's always room for growth. We can grow in grace and love and knowledge and wisdom. We can grow in influence. We can grow in ministry. We can grow in finance. We can grow in business. I believe there's always room for growth, and it's a day of growth. I believe God is speaking about growth. And he, as he was in this difficult place of desolation, of a small group in desolation, and have been going through a rough time, God speaks flourishing. He speaks fruitfulness. He speaks growth. And I am sure that God is speaking to us about growth. You know, the Bible and history has many examples how in difficult situations, times of growth come into people either on an individual basis and a corporate basis. And we can look and think we're living in difficult times. And your mentality might be, I just want to survive. I don't, can't even think about thrive. But I want to tell you, it's time to forget the thinking of survive and believe that God wants us to thrive and God wants us to thrive as individuals and collectively as a group. In a difficult situation, we can still focus on what God is saying to us about growth. And if I look at this situation, it starts off with, shout for joy, O barman. You have borne no children. Some version says, sing, O childless one. O childless woman, sing. You who have not borne any, though you who have not given birth, it's time to sing and it's time to shout because I promise over your life that you're going to grow and you're going to be fruitful. You're going to be in that place of growth beyond what you could imagine. Therefore, sing and shout. Even though you've never had children, his promise to you is that you will have. And what I realized here and thought of here, God has given a promise. It wasn't there yet. That was to the barren woman, to the one who hadn't bore children, the one who'd sown no growth in her, so to speak. And God says, I've given you a promise. And before the promise comes, you need to sing about the promise. You need to speak about the promise. Your situation looks desolate. 
it looks difficult, it looks non-existent, it looks as if there's no growth, and you can be in pain because you see growth all around you, and you can see people flourishing, and you, sometimes it's hard to sing and to shout in those circumstances. But this morning, I want to tell you, God has got growth in your life. God has got fruitfulness ahead for you, and we need to sing, and we need to shout, and we need to cry, and we need to rejoice in the promise that God has given. God is speaking growth here. You know, the singing, the shouting that he's asking for was about something which hadn't taken place yet. The context is you've never experienced children, you've been barren, but you can still sing and speak because fruitfulness is coming. And let me encourage you, don't just speak and sing your songs about where you are just now or what you're feeling, but you can sing and you can speak about the promises of God and what God will do in your life. You can believe the promises of God and God is asking here to sing and to speak and to shout and to speak out and sing out about the promise of growth that is coming into your life. Don't sing about where you are just now. Sing about the promises of God. Sing the promises of God over your life. Speak the promises of God over your life. You know, there's something about speaking and singing what God is saying over us that somehow causes a change to take place, not just in us, but around us. And we need to speak and sing the promises of growth that are coming in our life. Speak about the growth. What God is saying here. You're not going to be what you are. There's something greater ahead. There's growth ahead. And first of all, we need to focus on the promise, not what's present. Focus on the promise of what's ahead. But we also need to focus in preparation for that promise. You know, it's okay to sing about it. It's okay to speak about it. But the Bible here gives an instruction to prepare for growth. God says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwellings, spare not, lengthen the cords. You know what? Individually, collectively, we need to prepare for growth. Because sometimes if growth happens in us and we're not prepared for it, it can be more problematic to us. Just silly examples, I suppose, but if you're a couple and you're living in a small one-bedroom apartment and triplets arrive, it can be problematic. You can get by for a little while, but it could become a problem. Businesses sometimes don't prepare for growth and they struggle. We've heard stories of people who maybe won in the lottery a lot of money, but it brought problems into the relationship or brought out the problems that were already there in the relationship. You know, growth is great and I'm believing we can all grow as bigger people. I'm believing as a church we can grow. But I believe God has given us opportunity to prepare for growth, to enlarge the place of our tent. God says, you enlarge the place of your tent. You make the tent bigger. You lengthen the ropes. And I understand in uncertain periods, sometimes we have an attitude of, I just want to get by. I just want to get through this. But I really, really believe that God is encouraging us to prepare for growth individually and collectively. And let me encourage you, if you're part of New Life Church and involved in area ministry, 
put preparations in for growth in ministry, but for us all, whether you're part on your life or not, I believe God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow as people. God wants us to prepare for growing as people. How do we prepare? We can develop new skills. We can plan ahead properly. We can prioritize what's important. We could read more. We could learn more. We can give more. We can desire growth. We can make preparations to make us bigger and make us better for growth. You know, there's a good example of growth in South Ayrshire Food Bank. You know, Kathy's a project manager there, and as a church, we're very involved in it. But during this period, they have grown. They have embraced growth in a real sense, in a difficult period of time, where the use of South Asia Food Bank has increased by about 20% more than the same period last year, which is quite a significant growth. And people in South Asia have been generous in donations and organizations have given and people have given so much so that their warehouse rooms, their storage rooms were too small. They couldn't cope with all the food they'd been given in a difficult time. So they had a choice to make. They can say, well, we've got no more room, so we have to say no to the extra food that's coming in. Or they could make a choice to rent more storage space. They chose the latter because they're embracing growth. And they recognize that even though there's a bigger issue, a bigger use of the food bank now, there could well be an even greater use in the coming months as things like follow, cease, uh, and the economy gets through a difficult time. They could have said, we're stopping where we are. Thank you, but we can't take any more. But they made a choice to enlarge the place of their tent. They made a choice to stretch out their curtains. What that meant was they had to make an investment into their growth. And for you and I, preparation for growth is investing in growth in ourselves. Sometimes that could be financial, as in training ourselves or getting more training. Sometimes it could be our relationships. We need to invest in good relationships. Preparation for growth sometimes, and I say this with as much care and concern as I can, sometimes growing and investing in our growth and relationship is stopping some relationship which is, relationships which are hindering our growth and start investing more into the relationships which cause us and aid us to grow. Do it in a gracious manner, but we still need to invest. If we are serious about growing and preparing for our growth, sometimes we need to make an investment into the right relationships. Sometimes it's our time and investing time into things which cause us to grow and flourish in our life. South Asia Food Bank could have said, let's stay where we are and do what we're doing. We are good, but they make a decision. We're not just wanting to be good. We want to grow and influence, influence in partnerships and the amount of people we reach. They could have said, we're well known in the community. We've got a good name in the community. We've got good publicity in the community. We're okay where we are. But what they said is, no, we're embracing growth and they are flourishing. 
They're embracing growth. They invested in themselves and they're growing and they're flourishing and they are praying and believing for growth. You and I should be preparing for growth. I'm always interested in reading Paul's letters in the New Testament and whether he's writing to the Ephesians, the Philippians, or the Colossians, if you read his prayers, predominantly Paul does not pray for God to do things for them. He prays for them to grow. He's praying for them to grow in their knowledge, in their wisdom, in their love, in their opportunities. He's praying growth over the churches in the New Testament. And I believe God wants growth in the church that we are living in right now. If you read this letter to the second Thessalonians, a second letter to Thessalonians, one and three, it says this. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and your love for all is also growing and increasing. He's thanking God for growth. He prays for growth. He thanks God for growth. And today, we need to speak growth. We need to sing growth over our life. We need to prepare for growth over our lives. Whatever that looks like in whatever area you wish to go, you're believing for growth in, prepare for growth. But remember, remember, as you prepare for growth, you need to make sure that your foundations are right. Focus on the promise. Focus on preparation. And focus on your pegs, it says here. Yes, sing about growth. Yes, prepare for growth. But strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your pegs. Many businesses grow, but because the foundations are not right, they crumble and they crash. That is why when God says it's time to enlarge, to stretch out, he also says strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your pegs. Make sure your foundations of your life are ready for growth. And I've no doubt that God is speaking growth all over us. But what does it mean to strengthen our pegs, strengthen our stakes? It means the foundations for our life have to be strong. We need our foundations which are based on the Word of God. Jesus told the story, and we sing it at Sunday school, or we used to sing at Sunday school, but the wise man who built his house upon the rock the words of the word of God, building your life on the rock, Christ Jesus. Paul writing to Ephesians, prays for them. And when they come to faith and trust in God, he says, your roots will grow down into God's love. For growth to take place, we need foundations of our life to be strong. We need our stakes and what holds us down to be strong. We need to be focused and built on Jesus Christ and his word. And let me encourage you to be planted in our church. 92, Psalm 92 says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of God. The foundations are planted, they will grow. You and I need good foundations in life. The word of God, build your life on Jesus Christ. Our relationships which are strong and wholesome, our values which honor God, and our daily disciplines of reading God's word and praying and rejoicing and speaking his word out. Foundations 
for our life. The pegs need to be strong so when the storms come, we can still flourish and grow. I remember as a young boy going boys' brigade camps, normally to Keswick, and it rained just about every week and every day we were there, whichever year. And I remember we used to pitch our tents just at the edge of Derwent Water Lake. And every night, the old-fashioned tents, that's how long it goes, with this log pole stuck in the middle of it. But we'd put our stakes and our pegs strong outside, which held no matter how strong the wind came. And the winds used to be strong, and sometimes we're in a tent with six of us, uh, the wind was so strong we had to take shifts some nights of an hour each to stay awake. So when the wind hit the canvas, that pole inside moved, so somebody had to kick it back in the middle so it wouldn't collapse. But I always know that no matter how strong the winds were that hit the tent, that pole never made, but our stakes, our pegs were sure, and they were never moved at all, and those pegs outside kept us inside safe. And there was a lesson, when your stakes and your foundations of life are strong, no matter when the winds come, you can still grow, you can still flourish. And if you want growth in your life, you need to make sure the foundations of your life are right. Today, God is speaking growth into our lives. God is speaking growth into you and I. We need to speak growth over our lives also. Sing about it, O barren woman. Shout about it. Cry aloud. Speak what you're becoming, not what you are. It's a difficult situation you're in, Jerusalem, people of God. But God is saying, but it's time to rejoice. It's time to sing. It's time to shout about the fact that there's growth coming. But you need to prepare for that growth. You need to enlarge the place of your tent this morning. Whatever that means to you, I want to encourage you to start preparing for growth. Start investing in growth in your life. Prepare for what God wants to do. Don't be reactive, be proactive. What you believe God is causing you to grow in, whichever areas you believe in growth for in your life, start preparing for it. Make sure your foundations are right. Make sure your life is built on Jesus Christ. It's built on the Word of God. You're planted in church. Your relationships are good foundations. And your values are what honors God in this day. Because I'm believing that verse 3 is going to apply to us as a church and to us as individuals. If you start focusing on the promise, if you start focusing on preparation, if you start focusing on making sure your pegs, your stakes, your foundations are solid and unshakable, then God says this, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations and will resettle the desolate cities. There are cities, there are nations still to be reached. There are areas in our life still to go to. There are realms where we can go to that we've never been yet in our spirits and in our life. 
I want to encourage you. God is saying this morning, you will spread abroad. You will grow. You will flourish. You will grow and flourish in different areas of your life. As a church, I'm speaking over our church, that we are going to spread to the abroad to the right and to the left. And the generations that are coming through are going to possess nations and resettle the desolate cities that are there now. This morning, I'm going to pray. But I'm believing that God is speaking to some people this morning or this afternoon or this evening or wherever you're watching this. And he's telling us it's time to prepare for growth. But if you don't prepare for it, it will cause harm instead of being helpful. So we have to make a decision that says, God, I'm up for growth. I'm ready to grow in whichever areas I need growth in. And I'm believing that growth is coming. But I've got this time to make sure the foundations in my life are correct. And I've got this time to start investing in my future. And whatever that is, in financial terms, in finance terms, in relationship terms, I'm prepared to do it. Father God, I thank you for the promise you gave your people here in Isaiah. But I thank you it applies for us today. Father, I thank you for your promise of fruitfulness, of growth. Father, I pray that we will begin to sing and to speak and to cry out about your promises over our life. Father, I pray that we will take the time to invest into our future. We'll invest into growth that is coming into our lives. Whatever that takes this morning, as you speak to individuals in different ways right now, I pray that we will have the courage and we'll have the faith to begin to invest into the growth that's coming into our lives. And Father, I thank you, Father God, for sure foundations. Thank you for your word, which is a sure foundation. Thank you for the rock, Christ Jesus. Thank you for a church where I can put my roots down and be planted in and flourish and for the connections in that church. Father, I thank you for us as individuals and for us as a corporate group of believers here that we're going to spread out to the left and to the right. Help us and give us the wisdom needed to enlarge the place of our tent in preparation for the blessing of God which can flow into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day.